Well, what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Have a clear statement about what you intend and what you want to contribute to the world. Keep it front and center on your desk. Keep it, I don't know, write it on something and carry it around with you. Pull it out. Always get redirected and recentered. Is okay, why am I doing this again? (laughs) You know those days? Why am I doing this again? And it helps fuel you even in those days when things are hard. And here's the deal. Anything that's worth doing is hard. I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, practical wisdom for leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. Join me as I share leadership tips and lessons of experience from experts and from executives at the top of their game. This is your go-to place for all things leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. You know what it feels like when you're at your best, You're in the flow and you're just rocking it on all cylinders. Those days when you look forward to getting out of bed in the morning, you're like totally jazzed up and you're excited about what you're going to do. And you actually look in the mirror and you you like that person both physically and mentally, whether it's a good hair day or just the twinkle in your eye or whatever, you're loving yourself. And not in an egotistical way, but just in a powerful way. It's like you're connected to an electric energy and you feel like you can conquer the world. You know that feeling. You're in the group. Now, I'll bet if you're like most of the coaching clients and the leaders that I work with, you also know all too well what it feels like to lose that group. To feel so overwhelmed and burnt out that you are no longer excited about what you're doing. I've talked to so many people at the end of this year that have that exact feeling. I am just not feeling it, really, is what they're telling me. You try to cover it up by eating comfort foods, and the last thing you feel like doing is working out. So you're even feeling sluggish physically. You're going through the motions of the day. You're reacting to fires, and things weigh on you like heavy responsibilities. There are things you have to do rather than that feeling, that spark of enthusiasm and excitement that you're doing impactful and meaningful things. Even as someone who loves what I do for a living on most days, I find myself losing my groove easily when I get overworked, overwhelmed, bored, when I feel a lack of challenge, or when things just aren't going my way and I have just too many setbacks. And here's the problem with me when I'm feeling like this, when I'm feeling out of the groove, my job requires me to be 110% present for people and focus on them. Think about this. I'm sitting here talking to people one-on-one, listening. Most of the time I'm listening and trying to really understand them and know them. And so I can't be distractive and I can't be low energy and I can't be out of the group when I'm doing that because it's not fair 
to the person in front of me, then I'm really not doing my job well. And at the end of those days, when I am giving that 110%, I also can feel really depleted and have nothing left. I just have nothing left. (laughs) So here's some strategies. Today, I wanted to give you some strategies for this concept of getting back into the groove. Like, how do you get it back? What do you do? Because most of us can't just take a sabbatical and reset and recharge and go away for three or four months and think about the world and come back and be in the groove. So we've got to think about strategies that will get us back on track quicker. So I'm going to provide you with four strategies that I think will help expedite the getting yourself back and getting you back in the groove quickly. So the first thing, all right, so the first thing is to learn what your triggers are. And I know we've been overusing that word a lot lately. Now everything's a trigger and (laughs) I don't mean it that way. For me, what I know for sure is that when I have too many routine detailed tasks to do and I'm seeming to take on too much myself, things that I really should not be focused on as much, that creates overwhelm. I just, I just go in overload and I just am totally out of the groove because I don't know, it's expends my energy in a much more, what's the word, draining way than anything else. The routine detailed tasks. And I know some people love those tasks, but for me, that kills me. That's a trigger. Also, the other thing is doing the same thing over and over again. Actually, that's more overwhelming to me than having too many things to do. Another trigger. So this is what I mean by identifying triggers. Another trigger for me is being around toxic people or toxic behaviors, okay? Because I don't know if people are toxic, the behaviors are toxic. For extended periods of time and then feeling powerless to do anything or to influence change. When there's toxic behaviors and I feel like I can't do anything, that is a trigger for me. So... When you recognize the triggers that create this overwhelm for you or create this groove reducing state, plan antidotes. And here's what I mean. For example, for me, the antidote for doing repetitive work for extended period of time is that I go ahead and say, okay, Janet, you've got to plow through this for three hours. But I plan a light at the end of the tunnel activity that is pleasurable and enjoyable for me to engage in when I'm done. So I give myself a reward. It's okay, Janet, if you can plow through this detailed, gritty work that you don't like for two to three hours, then you can go do something mindless, like mindless window shopping, which is a reward for me, which I don't get a lot of chance to do, which resets my mind. That allows a reconnection and a recharge for me. So it's not anything dramatic or drastic or revolutionary or even revelatory, but it is something that is a mind game and it helps you counteract whatever the trigger is. So think about that. Plan for whatever it is that triggers you and what you're going to do once you get through it. And it makes it a little bit easier. The second thing 
that really stays in the groove. And there's so much research that will support this second strategy that I'm going to give you is practice regular non-negotiable self-care. See, your body and your spiritual self are all part of you, right? Your physical body. And so when we expend so much mental energy and emotional energy, we're neglect. We also are neglecting our physical body and our spiritual self. And all of those four areas work in tandem together to keep us in the groove and keep us in the flow. And when we are physically spent and spiritually spent, and what I mean by spiritually spent, there's no meaning or we're not feeling meaning or purpose in what we're doing. It is really hard to rebound out of a funk or a funky feeling. So I know it's easier said than done. Okay. I've been working on this myself my whole life. And I see my clients who their schedules are like, they wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and go into a meeting before they don't even have a chance to get in the shower. And they're running into phone meetings while they're coming into the office and then going way until wee hours in the night on and on. So they're always on. You've got to prioritize your personal health and self-care as sacred and precious. There's a great book called The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lore and Tony Schwartz. And I've recommended this book before, but they worked with high-performance athletes because what we're talking about here really is high-performance. And they say that executives are like corporate athletes. And we've got to be able to build in these rituals that will allow us to recharge because you cannot run on empty. You will not be at your highest performance. You'll be snapping at people. You'll be making decisions that don't make sense. You're not clear. You're just going through the motions and you think you're getting things done. And in the end, what you're doing is you're having a a whole negative impact both on yourself and on the organization. So I know you know this already, but food, what you're eating, healthy food options. You've got to think about your body. Exercise. You've got to fit exercise in your routine. Whatever it is you've got to do, whether you've got to do six o'clock, you stop and you do 10 minutes of stretching. There's so many apps now, there's no excuse. There's apps on the phone, there's apps on the computer. You've got to do that and you've got to make it a ritual. Read that book. (laughs) This podcast, I'm not going to go into all the details. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that at another time, but you've got to do it. Another thing is you've got to find time to connect with something deep inside of yourself on a regular basis because it's you've got to stay connected to what has meaning for you. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing this all in the first place? What's the purpose? Whether it's walking around in nature, whether it's taking a walk outside and just letting your head clear, whether it's going out at night and looking up at the sky and looking at the stars, sounds weird, but that it gives you a connection to something greater than yourself because your soul needs nurturing and care too. And that comes from meaning and purpose. Whatever else you are placing before your physical and spiritual self-care rituals, will only cause you to be reactive and out of the flow. 
you will be much better when you are healthy, centered, connected, and grounded. And you know that. I know that for myself. So this is your reminder to do that. The third strategy, create a personal purpose statement. We hear about this so much about what's your why. Well, what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Have a clear statement about what you intend and what you want to contribute to the world. Keep it front and center on your desk. Keep it, I don't know, write it on something and carry it around with you. Pull it out. Always get redirected and recentered. Is okay, why am I doing this again? (laughs) You know those days? Why am I doing this again? And it helps fuel you, even in those days when things are hard. And here's the deal. Anything that's worth doing is hard. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. It's hard to get through school. It's hard to eat healthy. It's hard to have a great relationship. It's hard to make things happen. It's hard to be successful. It's hard to be good and be the best. All of those things are hard. Well, you wouldn't be where you are right now if you didn't do hard things. So think about why you are here and create a purpose statement that reminds you who you are, why you're here, and make it grand. I'll tell you mine, and this may sound grandiose, but it's not to me, and it's absolutely helpful. So every time I get into a situation where I'm feeling out of the groove, I repeat this to myself. I tell myself, I am the alchemist here to help people transform their lives to gold. So in the end, that's what I'm here to do. So how do I serve that in this moment and figure out what's needed so that I can deliver on that? That always seems to snap me out of a funk when I'm feeling out of the groove. Even when it feels the alchemy is not working, it reminds me, but that's what I'm here to do. And then finally, the fourth strategy is there are times when all the counter trigger planning all the purpose revisiting and all the self-care still don't cut it. Those are the times in our lives when we just know we can't reset. We just need to make a big change or reprioritize things in order to get that groove back. We've just got to totally have a total upheaval and change things. And those happen, all right? So that's the fourth strategy is Reset, take a soul search break, and make a change. I'll give you an example of mine. When I was on the corporate ladder climbing track several years ago, I found myself at a personal crisis point where I just needed to take a break. I knew that the trajectory I was on, I just had lost my groove. I was not, I really needed to do something different. The corporate world, being in it, in the latter, was not bringing me fulfillment. I could strive to be this next level and this next level. That's not what was important to me. What I did is I took a break and I did some serious soul searching. I spent a couple of days thinking about, hey, what's important to me? What do I want to do? And who am I at my best? I actually came up with a manifesto that said, here's the things that I value. 
here's who I am. Here's what I am at who I, what I am at my best. And here's what I am here to do. And I came up with a plan to make some big changes to live more in alignment with what was most important to me. I knew that for me, one of the most important things is having a big impact on the world. Also having the autonomy to do that. And I knew that the only way that I could do the sorts of things that I wanted to do would uh, would be making a change and leaving the corporate environment. And that's what I did. So that, that means that's not necessarily what you need to do. But in my case, you know, my own was what needed to happen at that time. And I just wasn't going to get my groove back in the corporate world. So taking a break to reevaluate where you are, who you are, and what you want to create is a critical way to ensure that you're not just going through the motions, but you're staying true to your own internal compass. And that is so critical. Only you have the answers to what makes your soul sing. And you know what depletes it. And you're going to get depleted day in and day out. But you've made the choice to be where you are and do what you want to be doing. So hopefully these four strategies will help you think about the funk that you're in and help you get out of it as you reconnect yourself to your purpose. You identify your triggers. You practice regular non-negotiable self-care. And if all else fails, you take a break and think about, okay, what needs to change? In our world today, it's really easy to lose sight of the deeper meaning and connection we seek in our lives. Being at our best depends on taking the time to find what brings us meaning and purpose and to keep moving towards that, whatever it is. Thanks for listening. And always remember this. Every single moment, you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally. Because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.